Hey, what's going on? And welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. Topic for today before we get on to WrestleMania and everything else that's going on in the world is because I can go out on the air. And because you can go out on the air. Let's talk about this just briefly. Your voice, your opinion can be heard. You can podcast. You ask yourself, why not you? Exactly. Why not you? You might actually help somebody. We all have a story to tell, right? So blog, blog, it does not make a difference. You could talk about your job. You could talk about a field that you have an expertise in. You may be funny. You may be really smart, witty. You could be really silly. You could love having hot takes. Or you could just be not scared to speak your mind about certain subject matters. Every voice should be heard, especially in this day and age where people feel isolated, they feel insulated, they don't feel like people listen to them. This is your opportunity to see if people will indeed listen to you, if people will indeed take the time out of their lives to hear what you have to say on subject matters, be they mundane or be they of dire straits. I believe that everybody can help. They always say that Everybody can help everyone, but everybody can help someone. And this is an instance, you might have went through something that's pretty unique, or you might be going through something that millions of people have went through. You might have had a disease that you've conquered, alcoholism, cancer. Uh, You could have came back from having lost a limb. And you could be a, a source of inspiration to others in the world. And that's a part of our job. People are business people, okay? Say that again. People are our business. We are in the business of helping people. When your days are done, the more people that you helped is going to be better for you. And let's move on from there. This week, we had this really ridiculous savage, Audrey Hale, a 28-year-old. I don't give a fuck about if she was trans, if she was women, if she was them, they, or whatever. But she killed three children. She killed three adults at Covenant Presbyterian Elementary School in Nashville, Tennessee. She then, in turn, was killed herself. This has got to stop. We got to stop looking at people just because we're despondent, because we're suicidal. Look at other people like Misery Loves Company. So let me take others with me so I can have infamy, so that my name can ring bells not caring about what you do to your family, not care what you do to these innocent victims who stand no chance against an AR. A body against an AR, a nine miller against an AR is almost a losing proposition 99% of the time. I mean, these are little children. They didn't even get a chance to live. Nine-year-olds, eight-year-olds. This is, this is terribly sad. So Hale sent a message to a friend, quote-unquote, The friend did everything that she could do to alert the people in authority that something wrong was going to happen. And anytime you get a message like that, if you, and I mean, I hope it never happens to you in your entire life, you get a message from somebody sounding that despondent, you make sure that you take every opportunity to do everything that you possibly can to reach out so that this can be averted, so this can be stopped. Because this is 
this is ridiculous, man. I talk about this almost every show. I would like to go to a show where I don't have to mention senseless killing like this. We also lost uh, Keith Reed at the age of 76. He made a great song, a really great song, The Whiter Shade of Pale. This song has been redone, recovered a million times. If you want to do yourself a favor and take three or four minutes out of your day, if you don't already not familiar with it, just go listen to A Whiter Shade of Pale. Annie Lennox version is fantastic. I would alert you to to listen to that one if you're going to. She might not be your taste, but like I said, there's been plenty of covers. The U.S., the Midwest, the South has been dealing with these tornadoes. Originally, they said that they thought 26 people had died, but now that's up to 32 as of the last update. And dozens of people have been injured and lost their property. And this has hit nine states. This is like back-to-back weekends of uh, tornadoes hitting America. Uh, My heart goes out to them once again. Like I said last week, I hope that the United States government does everything in its power to relocate these people, help them find their loved ones, get their lives back on track. Because if we could take care of foreigners, we have to be able to take care of our own citizens. And this is another chance for us to prove that we can do that. So the grand jury Friday indicted Donald Trump. And he is the first former president of the United States to ever face criminal charges. Now, Donald Trump is supposed to turn himself over in Manhattan Tuesday, which is tomorrow, 4-4-2023. We'll see how, what kind of circus that is going to be. We'll see how this will be handled. Uh, I hope that Trump's a man of his word, which I never believe a damn thing he ever says, but that he causes no friction, that he his people, his sycophants maintain themselves and that they don't cause injury or loss of lives anywhere in the United States for him to face this criminal charge like a man. Like any other citizen of this country, he is not above the law and he has to turn himself in and he should do it in the most peaceful manner. If any time in his life he should conduct himself as an adult for for 2023 should be one of those dates. So I watched a little television and I was into this program called Kevin can go fuck himself. And it was on season two and the show was so bad. I do not recommend you watch it. I actually skipped all the way to the last two episodes. So I could just see the wrap up of what happened in this show. And it really wasn't even worth the payoff. So I say, Kevin can really go fuck himself. This was this was not television for everybody, and the damn show wasn't television for me. Now, what I would say was pretty damn good is I watched biography, WWE Legends. They did Yokozuna and Charlotte Flair. Those were two very good documentaries. You don't even have to be a wrestling fan to like the A&E WWE Legends biography series. It's very good. I also watched Saturday Night Live. Quinta Brunson did a very good job. Little Yachty is a shitty-ass artist. I don't understand how anybody likes him, but to each their own, right? But I will recommend, even if you don't like Saturday Night Live and you really don't want to watch this show, check out Quinta Brunson and Mikey Day's traffic sketch. 
This shit is fantastic. I've watched it three or four times, and each time it's made me laugh. When I seen it, initially it made me laugh, and it made me laugh on the third rerun of watching it again. It's only four minutes out of your life. If you need a smile, if you need a laugh, I am guiding you towards Quinta Brunson and Mikey Day's traffic sketch on Saturday Night Live. The WWE had their Hall of Fame Friday night before WrestleMania. And Conan gave a speech introducing Rey Mysterio into the WWE Hall of Fame, which should be the standard, the gold standard of how you introduce anybody into any form of an organization that you love, you appreciate, and you respect. Conan put it out there for Ray. You could tell that it was heartfelt. It came deep from within him. It came from a place of love and respect. And congratulations to Ray Mysterio, Stacy Keebler, Andy Kaufman, Tim White, and the Great Muda for entering into the 2023 WWE Hall of Fame. Now we had WrestleMania this week. I only made it through night one so far. I will be watching night two later today. I will give you the winners, but I can't go into depth about what I did not see. I will not take somebody else's word for what my eyes did not witness. Austin Theory retained his United States Championship versus John Cena. I thought this was a pretty good match. It was They kept it to a decent time. Uh, John Cena is older. He's not a steady wrestler. He's a Hollywood actor. Uh, they made Austin look good. I would say this was definitely a C match, you know, and that's all I was hoping for in this kind of match. John has never been a high flyer. Austin's not a high flyer. So this gave you exactly what you was looking for. Seth Rollins beat Logan Paul. This match was fantastic. Logan had a lot of hot spots. Seth had his hot spots. There was no reason for Seth to lose to Logan. Logan had his buddy there with him in some kind of energy drink thing. It was a funny move when Seth splashed him. Uh, Seth is over with the crowd. They do his chants and his cheers, and he had a conductor lead him down to the ring. You know, he boys. Wow, colors. This was very entertaining. But what I would call the match of opening night was Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's SmackDown Championship. Rhea Ripley is now a champion, a member of the Judgment Day. Her and Charlotte put on a show. They wasn't the main event, but they said, since we're not the main event, we can steal the show. And these two young ladies went out there. They did power moves. They did agility moves. They battled back and forth. This was a nice, long match. I think it was over 20 minutes. They should be both proud of it. The WWE Universe should be proud to have seen it. The bookers, the writers, everybody involved should be very proud of themselves. This was a fantastic, this was an A-plus match as far as I'm concerned. As you might know, Roman Reigns uh, retained his undisputed WWE Championship versus Cody Rhodes, which I will see later today. Bianca Belair retained her WWE Raw Women's Championship versus Oscar, which I also will see today. Brock Lesnar beat almost. I will see that later today. Gunther 
retained his WWE Intercontinental Championship versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, and I will see that today. Now, a match I really didn't like from night one was Becky Lynch, Lita, Trish Stratus versus Damage Control. Lita, Lynch, and Stratus won the bout. I think that Damage Control is getting shitted over here. There's no reason for Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky to be losing to these older women who I know they're the standard bearers and everything, but it's time to get the belts back on somebody who's going to work on a regular, consistent basis and not just come in for a hot spot like WrestleMania. And I believe that's all Lita and Trish did. They came in for a little short time to add a little fuel to the fire for a nice WrestleMania match, which it wasn't a total downer, but I wanted to see Damage Control get over and I wanted to see legends give them the okay and the thumbs up to get over. Now, Edge fought Finn Balor in the Hell in a Cell, which I will have to see later today, which Edge won. I didn't understand, uh, once again, a member of uh, the Judgment Day losing a match, but I have to see it to see how it makes sense to me. The Usos on night one went up against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out of this match as the new Undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. Uh, Is anybody mad that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn won the belt? I don't think you'd be... Other than somebody who's a diehard Bloodline fan, would be mad at this. This was an ongoing, long story. Sammy needed to prevail, so I'm not mad. And we see where it goes from there because the WWE has a lot of strong tag teams, a lot of strong tag teams. Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the Uso put on an A-caliber match, as you expect. The Usos are legendary. If you do not really respect them, you ain't been watching them correctly. These dudes go out there and they bust ass every time you see them. I don't care if it's on Raw, if it's on SmackDown or a pay-per-view event. They always bring their A game. They don't have a B game. They only have an A game. So my hat's off to the Usos. And if they need a little break to spend time with their families, I'd say bless them for that too. And just to let you know, that the WWE tag team scene is in good hands. You had Braun Strowman and Ricochet go up against the Viking Raiders, the Street Profits, and Alpha Academy in the WrestleMania Men's Showcase, which the Street Profits won. This was a damn entertaining match. Everybody got to do their high spots. Uh, Otis showed his power. I love Otis, man, or Otis. The Street Profits, actually, it was nice to see Dawkins get the pin instead of Montez Ford for a chain. The Viking Raiders look strong. Braun being a supersize and Ricochet being a midsize, a smaller man, but still well-built. They go well together. I could see them in some great matches with Sammy and Kevin Owens who can go. These other tag team uh, tag teams can actually go too. So we could, fortunately, you know, as they go deep into the season, you can get some really good matches. There was a fatal four-way women's tag team match with Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia Shotzi, Ronda, and Shayna Baszler, which, uh, oh, I forgot. You had uh, Sonya Deville 
and this chick green also it was won by uh it was won by ronda rousing and Shayna baszler that was on night two which you already i've explained several times i have not seen yet but i will see later today ray mysterio and dominic mysterio they had a good match i enjoyed that match you could see that they worked together dominic being his son and ray obviously training them they worked together well ray deserved to win this for all the fathers in the world uh, to have his son beat him maybe down the road but not just yet i mean you had the latino world order get involved for a little while you had members of the judgment day get involved for a little while uh, but for the most part, it was Dominic and Ray. And Ray, when he pulled out the belt and beat Dominic, that crowd popped. You had Bad Bunny stop Dominic from hitting his father with a chain. That was a good moment. Now, night two, you had Snoop defeat The Miz by pinfall. From what I heard, Shane O'Mac got injured. If some way or another it was supposed to be The Miz and Shane, but Snoop Dogg stepped in and got the pinfall i'll see that later today now on night one i guess the miz was the comedy relief portion for the most part of the show pat mcafee defeated the miz by pinfall and george kittle from the san francisco 49ers got involved in that match uh so miz broke history by probably being the only person in history of wrestlemania to lose two matches on one wrestlemania but you know what? The Miz is a legend. He Nothing hurts him at this point in time. And I would like to see how this Snoop Dogg and Miz thing played out. And I, like I said, once again, I'll get to see that later today. Now, I don't know how or where, if he showed up at all, but Bobby Lashley really got fucked over with this Bray Wyatt thing. He got screwed thoroughly. I mean, Bobby Lashley deserved to be at WrestleMania. He deserved to be showcased. He's only getting older. I mean, he looks great, but he's in health right now, and he deserved the right to be at WrestleMania. I don't, I'm hoping that nothing is really wrong with Bray. I hope that it's something that can be worked out, but he cost a man an opportunity. These are Super Bowls for these wrestlers, and you know it's Super Bowls for these wrestlers because they put on a show. They make millions of people happy around the planet, around the universe. People cheer. They boo. They sing songs. They root for their best. They get involved with fake falls and pinfalls. And, I mean, it means a lot. It's a big buildup to these matches. And for somebody to step out at the last minute and cost another person and I'm, I'm hoping that I'm dead wrong. I will apologize next week if in some way, shape, or form Bobby Lashley was involved in the proceedings last night and I just didn't know about it. But as of this moment, I am not aware that he was involved and he deserved to be involved. So I feel bad for Bobby Lashley. So come to find out, Lamar Jackson had requested a trade from the Ravens going all the way back to March 2nd. Now, the Ravens have done nothing. They have done nothing to re-sign him, to give him a better extension. Uh, I am hoping that best-case scenario is Lamar Jackson ends up a New York Jet. I'm not a Jet fan, but I would love to see Lamar Jackson with that offense, with that young defense, be the new leader. Lamar would be a sensation in New York City. 
And besides, he's given the Ravens everything that he can. I thought they screwed him by uh, signing him to the non-exclusive for only 32 when they could have signed him to the exclusive and at least gave him the 40-something million. So, I, you know, it's horrible. We had the women's final four this weekend, and that was Virginia Tech, South Carolina, LSU, and Iowa. And naturally, LSU and Iowa both won. So it became Caitlin Clark for Iowa versus Angel Reese, the Bayou Bobby, for the national championship game. And LSU defeated Iowa 102-85 to to win their very first NCAA Women's Basketball Championship. Angel Reese went on to be the outstanding player of the tournament. Alexa Morris, she carried that team in the second half. She scored 19, but Miss Jasmine Carson carried LSU in the first half. She had five three-pointers and ended up with 21 points. Miss Reese Bayou Bobby had 15 points and 10 rebounds. Now, Iowa wasn't without star power. Caitlin Clark did score 30. Mackenzie Warnock and Monica Cerzeno were very key individual players also. But all three of those women, Clark, Warnock, and Cerzeno, were all in foul trouble starting the second half. Now, a lot of people have put a lot of... uh, bullshit in the game about what went on. I watched this entire game, and I think that both teams should be proud. There was no unsportsman-type activity going on. The coach was on the sidelines doing her job. Uh, She was walking up and down. What are the coaches you don't see walking up and down the sideline? So this was a very good game. It was far from boring. Think about it. These ladies gave us 187 points. I thought the LSU at times – were playing too fast-paced the game to be leading. I thought they should have been burning more time off the shot clock each possession, but I guess because of their arrogance and knowing that they're so good, they figured they could score, and that wasn't a problem because, as you can see, 102 proves it was not a problem scoring buckets. So, you know what? Congratulations to LSU women for joining the ranks of champions for that school. You join all those football teams. Now, the men's final four was UConn, Miami, Florida Atlantic, and San Diego State. As you know, San Diego State and UConn played tonight for the National Men's Championship. I have always been a big UConn fan, but this is weird. I was in the Navy, and I had fake San Diego State University, my very first fake ID card that I've ever had in my life was San Diego State University. So you know what? Just because of that, I'm going to pick the underdog, San Diego State, which is full of those grown men going up against UConn. I'm picking San Diego State to win it. If you're like me, you're very happy to know Major League Baseball is back. Aaron Judge is already hitting home runs. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit a bomb yesterday. I'm a huge Yankee fan, and uh, I look forward to my Yankees maybe bringing home number 28. I'm tired of waiting. 2009 has been so long. It seems so long ago since they last hold that trophy, and we need that trophy coming back to the Bronx. This week, the Masters. 
the Masters tournament kicks off Thursday. That means we're probably going to get a lot of talk of uh, Mr. Tiger Woods and what he will and will not do. And I'm going to tell you what he will not do. Tiger Woods will not win the Masters. I'm also hoping that none of the returning live golfers wins the Masters. I want a PGA player to win the Masters. If I was in Vegas, I would probably have a list of 10 people that I would bet. That's my standard procedure. When I go to Vegas, I bet 10 people on every golf tournament, and I have yet to lose with this new system that I do. I put a certain amount of money on each one of them to win, and it usually gives me back more than my my initial bet. It's a, it's like a, almost a great way to steal. But, I mean, you know, you do take the chance of losing, but so far I have never lost. This weekend coming up, UFC middleweight champion Alex Pereira is fighting Israel Alessandra. This is going to be their second time. He took Alessandra's title. I expect them to beat Alessandra again. Alessandra is not very violent. Pereira is a violent man in the ring. You also got Max Holloway on this card going up against Arnold Allen. This is going to be a pay-per-view and ESPN Plus card. Okay. So I hope that you enjoy this. No, I'm sorry. Holloway is fighting Allen on 415. This UFC card is Alex Pereira versus Israel Alessandra. And you need to look up the details on that yourself. On that card that's coming from KC, Max Holloway and Arnold Allen, that one is going to be a pretty good card, but that's two weeks down the line. Casillas Campbell signed a one-year deal with the Falcons. I don't know why he even bothered, but I guess it's so important to have on your Wikipedia and your resume that you made it to 100 sacks, and he's sitting on 99, and I guess he didn't want to retire with 99 sacks. 100 sounds so much better. Triple digits beat double digits, right? Uh, The Ravens signed Nelson Aguilar to a one-year deal. I mean, you're talking about going out and not really getting Lamar Jackson weapons. Nelson Aguilar is not what I consider to be a big weapon at this point in his career. And the Seahawks re-signed Bobby Wagner. I think the Cowboys really fucking blew it on this one, especially since he only signed a one-year $7 million deal. I'm sure he would have came to Texas for the same money with no taxes. It would have actually worked out better for him. I don't understand why. A lot of teams didn't go for Bobby. He was still all pro, at least second team last year, so it makes no sense. I want to congratulate the NBA Hall of Fame class of 2023. That is Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowinski, Paul Casale, Tony Parker, Becky Hammond, and Greg Popovich. Now, this is a heavy Spurs, and I'm a Spurs fan. Tony Parker, Paul Gasol. Becky Hammond, Greg Popovich, all have San Antonio Spurs ties, and I congratulate them all. I enjoyed all of their careers. I watched them all, uh, Becky from college all the way through the pros, and then as an assistant coach with my Spurs. Uh, And so I appreciate them, and I, I think this is a great class. The Sacramento Kings, after 16 years, the longest playoff drought 
in NBA history is officially over. The Sacramento Kings will be playing in the NBA playoffs of 2022-2023 season. So congratulations to the Sacramento Kings. Now let's see what kind of dog damage they can do when they get in the playoffs. Hopefully just making the playoffs won't be enough for them and that they will upset the apple cart on some teams who didn't see it coming. Now, every game is super important. We're coming down to basically the end of the season. Today is 4-3. The play-ins start on 4-11, and the playoffs start on 4-15. So every game for a lot of these teams, especially in the West, matter a lot. And my games of the week, being that the NCAA Men's Championship is tonight, the NBA does not play games versus the NCAA Championship. So there are no Monday night games. But Tuesday, we got the Celtics versus the 76ers. The Lakers, who seem to have turned it around, are playing the Jazz. OKC is going up against the Warriors. The Warriors still cannot lose, win on the road, but they win at home. Wednesday, you got the Grizz versus the Pelicans. Rumors have it that Zion Williams will be returning at some point before the playoffs. Then you got the Lakers versus the Clippers. This is back-to-back for the Lakers. They don't usually do that with AD and LeBron. Then you got the Kings versus the Mavs. Thursday, you got the 76ers and the Heat, the Nuggets versus the Suns. Friday, you got the Grizz versus the Bucks, the Suns versus the Lakers. The Lakers are playing a lot this week, people. The Warriors versus the Kings. Saturday, you got the Nuggets versus the Jazz. Sunday, you got the Bucks versus the Raptors, the Jazz versus the Lakers, and the Clippers versus the Suns. This is a heavy week for the Lakers. And the Lakers is in that then that seven, eight right now. They're still in that play-in game position. If they can win these next four games, I guess that would lock them into top eight, maybe all the way up to number six. And it depends on how these other teams do. Because like I said, the West right now, I think between team six and team 10 or 11, only two games separate all those teams. So there's a lot of half half game separation between these teams. So almost if each one of these teams have to treat this almost as though they are in a playoff game. Like I said, once again, the playoff play in tournament starts on 4-11 and the playoffs for the NBA will begin on 4-15. Now, my next week's show is some of us will never find God. But that doesn't mean we should stop looking. I will go into detail about what I mean by that, how that affects you, what I could tell you from my own experience. And um, we'll get into that heavily next week. But remember, because I can go out on the air means you can go out on the air. You can help. You can be funny. You can be smart. You can be silly. You can have your hot takes. You could speak your mind. You can be heard. You can make your opinion count. Most of all, you can help somebody. If you need any help, you can reach out to me. I could tell you how to get started. I could tell you places to go to where you don't have to spend a lot of money. Uh, it, you know, time is going to be time. But you don't have to invest a lot of money to get yourself off the ground. And I will do whatever that I can to help you if you reach out to me uh, at Strange Talk with Doc, 
I promise to do what I can. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.